Hello and welcome to today's podcast interview. I am so excited that you are here listening to the Women Thrive podcast. Today I'm very excited because I have very special guest, Coilette James. Hello, Coilette, and welcome to today's podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited as well. You are such a true blessing and light that have come into our summit into into a connection with me and i'm so so excited because i know you have truly a powerful mission and a story to share with our audience and i'm really excited because i know our audience are going to be inspired and empowered through your message today i have already heard you speak and i know you're a powerful speaker but more than that i want to introduce colette to you ladies and gentlemen listening to this podcast today so just a little bit more about our guest today, recognized as a powerful speaker, author, teacher, and role model with a gift for connecting with people on all economic, social, and age levels, Colette James impacts many lives. The founder of Kingdom Influencer Life, she is currently encouraging leaders to become agents of influence, creating living legacies in the lives of all whom they interact with. As a minister of the gospel, she is promoting entrepreneurship through her Kingdom Empowerment Seminars, which encourages Christians to incorporate the spiritual teachings of God with natural things of business to achieve supernatural success. She's also co-founder of Covenant Daughters Ministries, a mentorship organization for women. Prior to launching her speaking career, Elder Colette James worked for, for a famed boxing promoter, Don King, for 28 years. This experience has enhanced her abilities to minister to people on every level and in all walks of life. Colette, I am so excited to have you part of this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I know you have a truly uh, big mission and purpose in this world. So before we dive into your story, I want to hear a little bit more about your mission. So my mission currently is to help people to unleash the power of their brilliance by embracing their uniqueness, by becoming who they authentically are. Um, and especially for women, because we take on so many different hats and in life, just, you know, being a daughter, being a sister, being a wife, being a mother, um, being a, a career-minded person. It, there are so many different levels that we find ourselves attached to in life. And sometimes in the midst of that, we lose who we really are because we're trying to please everybody else. We're trying to be everybody else's um, a, thought for what we need to be. Um, and, and our power is really in who we were created to be. As you can see in my background, it says that I was created to be light. It is impossible for me to fit in. We all were created with greatness within us. We all have many different gifts and talents, and it takes the authenticity of who we are as a collective whole to make the world revolve the way it should and to enhance the success of those that we're connected with. So I'm huge on legacy and not the kind of legacy that's in money and houses and land, but the kind of legacy where you affect the lives of those you come in contact with. So my mission is to help people establish their living legacies by embracing who they authentically are. So they show up beautiful and I truly love in how you show up because 
your authenticity is truly felt in your message. And every mm. time you show up, you speak truly from the heart. And I know it has been a journey for you. And I know one of your biggest achievements is still being here on this planet Earth and serving your purpose. Yes. So I'm, I wanted to kind of go back to the beginning of where your life has started and how it has impacted to where you are today. So starting from the very beginning, um, I was born basically as an orphan. I was given up for um, adoption at birth. Um, and part of, of the process that my mother went through to make that decision was the fact that it was the 50s. I was born in 1956 and she was in San Francisco going to college, which was a feat in itself for an African-American woman. But she was there living with an aunt and found herself unfortunately pregnant by an individual who did not step up to take responsibility. And so her put that dreaded scarlet um, letter of shame on her, told her it was a disgrace and put her out. And she just found herself in a place where she put herself in a home for unwed mothers and gave herself up for, or gave me up for adoption. Um, so it was like life started pretty rocky, you know, life started with that, that stigmatism that you are born ashamed. You know, you were born as a disgrace. Um, I was very blessed that I was adopted early on and my adopted parents made very, very sure that I understood um, how deeply I blessed their lives because my mother was unable to bear children based on some things in her past. But anyway, um, so that was a blessing for me. But I, in that, I was, um, I was a daddy's baby. I was that one. My father was my world. He was my world. And unfortunately, he passed when I was seven. So that flipped my world. And, and I tell people, I really believe childhood stopped for me at seven, you know, because my mother was a very hardworking woman. She really instilled an incredible work ethic within me, including becoming a workaholic. But um, because of her owning her own salon and was at work from sunrise to probably midnight, I didn't get that nurturing or the, um, the childhood development that I normally would have gotten, you know, or children get when they go through specific stages of life. So I found myself, and this is truly not my mother's fault at all. This is on me making unwise decisions, but I found myself pregnant at 14 years old. Wow. And um, needless to say, that was definitely a traumatic experience as well. No one even knew I was pregnant for the first six months, ex except me and God. <laughs> okay. Um, and when my mother found out I was pregnant, my mother was such a strong-willed woman. I really don't believe I'd ever seen her cry, even at the loss of her husband, all of the other things she had walked through in life. But she cried for three weeks when she found out I was pregnant. And, and I thank God for her strength and her resolve that she did not turn her back. It was just um, the thought, I think, of all the dreams and aspirations that she had had for me, being the debutante, being the societal person she felt was gone. So um, after three weeks though, she started preparing for her grandbaby. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> 
But, you know, even in that, I found myself back in that same situation, unfortunately, um, at 15. I had my second child um, eight days after I turned 16. The very first time I did anything after the birth of my son, I got pregnant. It was just like, oh my God. So now I'm scared to death. It's just like, what is going on? By the way, I only have the two children. I figured that out. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was that. But, you know, it being um, a teenage mother of two, um, I thank God for my mother. She enabled me to continue to go to school. I graduated on time, um, but I lost that adolescence. I was working, going to school and taking care of children. So um, that took away the the normal evolution as i said of of what we go through as we grow up i i matured very quickly um had to grow up very quickly and that caused a little void in my early 20s i guess i, I kind of had a, a slight breakdown I, I presume i'm not sure but i started dealing with drugs and and that took me on a whole nother <laughs> trajectory um with with drug use um and what happened you thank God that was only a few years. But um, again, if it was not for my mother standing by me, and I think that's why I am so adamant about the support system that we need to give to other women. Um, unfortunately, she passed away when I was 27. So um, these last 37 years has been, you know, hey, you just got to deal. You have no one to depend on. You've got people depending on you. Um, and the raising of my children and what have you. I was a single mom um, for the majority of their lives. And um, so it, it, it has definitely shaped my feeling of obligation to other women to say, no matter what it is that you've walked through, no matter what people have said about you, you have greatness within inside of you. I can remember um, at 14, I made a decision in my life that I didn't care what people said or thought about me. And I made that decision based on the things that were being said about me and how it affected and it hurt me. Because even though my mother was standing by me, I again was wearing that scarlet letter of shame I was the first one in my peer group that got pregnant. So all of their mothers were like, oh no, she's the bad girl. You stay away from her. You know, um, people that were like, we hung out together and whatever were no longer able to associate with me. I lost what what type, whatever kind of friendship support system I had. I lost all of that but one, seriously. Um, and so I made up in my mind, I didn't really care what people thought of me. If that's what you think of me, then I don't care what you think of me. And that also caused some, some emotional disturbances within myself because I became very embittered. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I, I try to encourage ladies that the things that you've walked through does not um, have to define you. They may help shape you because you're walking through it, but don't let them define you to the point of either you feel that that's all you are is what somebody has said about you, or you do what I did and become embittered. And then you just don't care about anybody else and how you affect them. You know, um, I tell people my weapon of choice back in the day was my mouth. 
Mm -hmm. And I use it very well. And I didn't care how I affected other people with what I said, because I had the inner pain of what people had said to and about me, I projected pain on other people. And that's not good either. That's, that's really, really not good either. So I, I was very thankful that um, in my early 30s, I winded up giving my life to the Lord and, and changed um what came out of my mouth. My mouth is still my weapon of choice, but I use it to build up. I use it for spiritual warfare against what the enemy would try to do in, in our lives. Um, so uh, it, when I tell you that what, what were you were created with inside of you, it's been there since the very beginning. We just did not know what it was or why it was. And so we use it sometimes in a negative way. There was a, um, a great man of God by the name of Miles Monroe. He passed away a few years ago, but he said that, you know, if you don't know the purpose of a thing, you will abuse or abnormally use it. And I think so many of us have done that with our own personal being because we didn't know our purpose. Yeah, and so that's why it's it's really important to um, to understand who you authentically are. Mm. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm just talking. I I am so truly inspired by your story and your message and your transformation because now you're a woman of God, you're a speaker, you're author, you're a successful businesswoman, and you're very much well respected in mm. your community, in you know, in your in your network, and globally as well. Um, it's quite interesting. How did you make that turn from being in pain and using your voice as, as a tool to protect yourself to now using your voice to really uplift and empower other people? You know, the first and most important thing is a process of healing. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to allow your heart to be healed from from past trauma, um, from past pain and hurt in order to transition into a better you. You know, um, I, I was probably pretty authentic in who I was back then, but it wasn't the the me that I was supposed to be, you know, that I was created to be. Um, I, I was very bold. And in my stance, but in my boldness, um, as I transitioned and I developed my relationship with God and allowed him in my heart to heal that bitterness, to break up that stony heart and to allow it to become a heart of flesh again. In that process, I learned that my authentic person is a very bold person, but why was I created to be bold? It wasn't to hurt other people. And so I had to be healed of my own hurt. Hurting people hurt others. And, and that's a known fact. And what's really, really sad is if you have a person that's in leadership that still hurt and has not had the opportunity to heal, be it a leader in business, a leader in the church, a leader in their home, if they've not had that opportunity to heal, then in their leadership, they will still hurt. So the, the, to make that transition, um, you first, you've, you've gotta be healed. You've gotta be healed of what that pain has done to you and caused and recognize, you know, that, okay, maybe what I'm doing is not a good thing. You know, being 
honest with yourself. You know, do I want other people to feel the pain that I felt, you know, and I had to come face to face with what are you doing in the lives of other people? What is it that you're saying? What is that causing them to feel? You know how you felt when people said certain things about you. Why would you want to interject that same pain in somebody else's life? And to be perfectly honest, I had to come face to face with, well, I don't care because they hurt me. Well, no, you know, you want to do better. You, if, if you are doing the same thing to somebody else that was done to you, then that makes you no better than that person that did it to you. So you got to come face to face with yourself and then allow that healing process to take place. Wow. Healing is really so, so important because once we heal ourselves, we can start serving the world from a place of love. Yes. And that is so powerful when you show up from a place of love. Mm -hmm. I know we women have big hearts, so I think hurting doesn't suit us as women. Not at all. You know, they say a woman scorn. (laughs) It's one of the most dangerous creatures. We are. We are. And we have to be careful where we channel that power. So I I know your voice is so powerful. And I remember the first time we were speaking, um, interviewing for the Women Thrive Summit, I could feel my walls shaking from your passion and your commitment and your message. And I'm just so, so excited to have you on on the summit and just hear more from you and your message and your teachings, because I believe that you have true deep wisdom from your experience um, that I think would bless so many women worldwide. Thank you. I'm I'm excited about being a part of it. Um, the just in in this past month, the women that you've assembled for the summit are so powerful, and just getting to know them and and um, I know you have a speaker showcase coming up, and you know for others to be able to hear the power that are in all of the women um, is amazing. It is amazing because. I've not heard or or interacted with not one of them that have selfish motives. They're all on that journey to be an an enhancement to the lives of others. And that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. I know you're a big champion of um, people finding their value and self-worth. Kind of going on to finding their unique self. Tell me a little bit more about this mission. So we encounter um, so much negativity in life just being born female. Okay, let's let's just put it out there. Um, especially, well, like for my generation and the generation that preceded me, um, there were so many limitations on us. We are just evolving as women now where we have a seat uh, at the table of authority. We are welcomed in most of the boardrooms. I won't say all of them, but most of the boardrooms now. But because of all the negative things that were told to us, what we couldn't accomplish, what we couldn't do. Um, We were told to be silent. People tried to take our voice. And and let me be perfectly clear and honest with that. That I I know was really, really prevalent in, in the corporate world, but it was never more prevalent anywhere than it has been in the church. 
seriously, you know, and that struggle and that battle is still there that, you know, as a woman, you should be seated, you know, you shouldn't have anything to say. Um, you definitely shouldn't be a pastor or in leadership or what have you. So we, when you think of, we serve, serve a God that's a God of love and that gave us the uh, anointing and the acceptance and poured out into us our gifts and talents and we're told to be silent, um, in a place where there should be love, um, it, it causes all other kind of, of issues. So I am, I'm from the standpoint of, as women, know your worth know your value. I don't care what anybody has said to you, how they've tried to devalue you, how they've tried to tell you what you can't do. Then you stand straight up and say, I had a woman hear me roar, you know, and you don't have to do that um, being a staunch feminist. You don't have to do that trying to, you know, um, put on manly attributes, you know, to prove who you are. No, just in being a woman, there is such an inner grace and strength that God has placed within you. If you embrace that, trust me, you know, you will cause others to feel your value and to understand it. And I think as we are in evolving in the boardroom, in the church house, in, in our homes, in different places, um, people are recognizing how much we do bring to the table, how much we really, really do bring to the table. I'm not trying to usurp myself um, in place of a man. I'm trying to say, see the value that I have next to you as a man. See the value that I have, that I bring to the, the table. Um, yes, am I an emotional creature? Absolutely. But sometimes you need a little of that emotion to go along with that realistic attitude that you have to feel and to understand uh, really what's going on, on a, in a situation. I, I'm a firm believer that when God put Adam to sleep and crafted us from that rib, he put some extra stuff in us, okay? <laughs> Because he knew what we would need. <laughs> he knew what we would need to bring value to the table. And so, yeah, that's, wow. that's it. Wow, I love it. <laughs> it's so right. You know, we as, as females have been limited sometimes in our choices. And there are many different cultures that are still mm -hmm. experience that. And mm -hmm. you as well mm -hmm. being a woman of color and growing up in that age and in, in time in history where opportunities weren't the same. So understanding what you bring to the table and your own value and being able to assert that mm -hmm. is so powerful because I know a lot of women struggle with self-worth, struggle with our own identity or using our voice. And it's interesting to hear that you use your voice throughout your life and have been find have been able to find your worth even when somebody else has told you 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 know you're a child of shame that's yes. where you come from and mm -hmm. to turn your life 360 100 degrees from not being respected in your 20s mm -hmm. to now being a leader in your church mm -hmm. being, you know having so much influence with what you're doing it just goes to show it's a testament to what you have done and the path that you have taken in your life to turn things around and for me this this is such a huge inspiration for other women that they can use in order to build themselves back up mm -hmm. 
so mm -hmm. powerful, so, so powerful. And at this time in your life, you're still not giving up. You've still got plenty of energy to go around. Yes. Tell me a little bit more about your most recent achievements uh, that has blown me away when I found out. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm just, I'm still building new platforms. I'm still allowing God to use me um, in this hour. Um, I, I've written... Um, actually, I've written three books. The, the third one um, got stolen. <laughs> Somebody stole my hard drive and my laptop. And, um, and I was on my final chapter of the book and I had only backed up like the first 17 chapters. So I lost 10 chapters of it and I was so heartbroken. But um, I'm also I'm I'm just going forward in the assignments that God has given me right now. I'm building this king. I am a kingdom influencer, the kingdom influencer platform. This is a new platform that I'm launching out here. Um, I, I've done my kingdom empowerment seminars for Christian entrepreneurs um, since 2005. So um, entrepreneurship has just has really been a part of my life, all my life, because my parents were entrepreneurs. So it was placed in me from there. But um, now I'm at a place, a seasoned place in life where I'm looking back. And, and part of why I said just being here at 65 years old is, is my major accomplishment to say I'm still standing, you know, um, and to say I'm still going strong because as, as the world would look at us in, in certain intervals of our lives, they would say, okay, now you're at retirement age. Now is the time to sit back and take it easy and cruise. No, 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 no. Now is the time to share the wisdom that I've gained in these 65 years and everything that I've walked through. No, 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 no. This is a whole new, new stage of life. This is now give back. You know, you, you've walked through many trials and tribulations. Now is the time to utilize the wisdom and the knowledge that you've gained to enhance the lives of others. You know, um, I, I, I share this and I said one of the, the most crazy and actually I said that one of the most stupidest things that I ever said in my life <laughs> was in a conversation I had with my mother and it was probably during my my rebellious teenage years and she said to me or I said to her I said listen you've had the opportunity to make your mistakes now I need to make mine Okay, so in other words, don't try to stop me from what I'm trying to do, you know, because you've made mistakes and you're trying to stop me <laughs> from falling into those same pitfalls. It's the stupidest thing I ever said in my life. It was just like, when I look back on it and I think about the, the context of the conversation, she was just trying to make sure that I didn't fall in the same holes that she did. She was trying to make my life easier. She was trying to give me wisdom and insight so I didn't go down the wrong path, you know? And because of my rebellious nature, I'm like, oh, I got to make my own mistakes. Duh. Why? <laughs> so at this stage of life, I'm that one now saying, listen, if I can share some of the things that I've walked through that will help you not have to go that route, 
not have to fall in the same pitfalls and the holes and the stuff that I did. If I can help you shorten the period of time from inception to success, because I can give you insight, then that's, this is that stage of life that I'm in, is to do that, is to help, um, especially women, achieve more quicker because we're at a, a rapid pace society now, you know? So that's, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, and you're no, not only you're sharing the wisdom, you have not stopped learning. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I haven't. I haven't. Oh my God. So um, when I got out of high school, my desire was to go to college and I was the single mother of two children working two jobs and trying to go to school and all of that, like something had to give, couldn't give away my children, <laughs> needed to work. So school got put on the back burner. I winded up getting my bachelor's degree at 45 years after I graduated out of high school. Wow. So I got my bachelor's degree at um, 61. And I didn't stop. I got my master's degree the next year. And last year um, at 64 years old, I was blessed to get my doctorate in divinity. So, you know, it's like, you're never too old. You're never too old to pursue your dreams. You're never too old to go back to school. Of course, I don't want to go back now, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, whoa, that was a rough three years. <laughs> but you're just, you're never too old to stop learning and to stop giving. So yeah, yeah, that was, that's a good thing. That's a I good love thing. it. I love your news. And that's what I said at the beginning. This lady is something special, really. <laughs> not only she's here to share her wisdom, she's also still um, you know, a student of life. And that's what I truly love about you and honor about you. you. Well, we're coming to the end of the show and I'm really grateful for you. I'm grateful for your voice, your message, your story, and just being so open and vulnerable to share some parts of your life that has transformed your life. And I hope that it will transform somebody else's life along the way. Yeah. If there is something that we could leave our listeners with today, what would be that key message for someone to walk away with today? You are valuable. You are valuable in your authentic self. Let's stop emulating other people and trying to mimic what somebody else is doing and allow yourself to be who you are because the world is waiting for you. They're waiting for you to show up. We are not in a Stepford wide age where everybody should be doing the same thing. You are in a time of a technological age. You're in a time where um, in, inventions are being released every day. And part of that is the invention of who you really are. So show up as your authentic self and know that you are extremely valuable and there is a world out there waiting for you wow beautiful beautiful message thank you so much if people wanted to get in touch with you or find your books how would they find you easiest way is coiletjames.org and my name is coilette c-o-y-l-e-t-t-e james j-a-m-e-s at o-r-g.org 
Beautiful, love that. Well, Colette, it has been such an honor to hear you speak today, mm-hmm. as well as have you part of the summit and have you part of this journey in empowering other people um, in being the best version of themselves and being valuable and showing up as ourselves. So I, I appreciate you, Colette. Thank you. I appreciate you as well because you have a heart for others and, and I love that. I love that. Amazing. Uh, Well, thank you all so much for listening today. If you feel called and you feel inspired by Colette's message, I welcome you to come and join our Women Thrive Summit happening March um, and sign up for your tickets at womenthrivesummit.com. Here you will be able to meet so many other amazing and inspiring women who are sharing their stories from their heart and here to impact the lives of others. We have been hosting the Women Thrive Summits for the last three years, and I am excited that this has become truly a global platform for women to share their message and empower and inspire others. So you're welcome to book your ticket where you will be able to meet not only Colette, but other amazing speakers on this journey. Thank you all so much. And Colette, we'll see you on the summit. All right. Thank you. I'm so excited. Thank you all so much and have a good, good rest of your day. And we look forward to seeing you again very soon. Take care for now. Bye. Thank you.